shortest day in the world there. Um, hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on whether you're listening or watching to this. Um, we're going to do a bit of a roundup today, but also um, some of the things that we've talked about before as well. A little bit of a, a nod to them. See people are joining the stream. Hello. Let, let me know you're about in the comments. Um, yeah, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Francis Ngannou, a name that some of you may not be familiar with. Um, also, we're going to talk about excrement in the rivers because I can't say the word begin with S because it's the first five minutes on the YouTube. Um, a few other bits and bobs as well. Um, also a bit of glory and all that. I see more people are joining now. Mad old lag on the stream today. Never mind. If you would do us a solid and please share the stream, that would be absolutely great. Um, where is it? It's there. Please share the stream. What I'm going to do as well, just as we hang out, I'm just going to stick a bit of these tunes on for the simple reason I need a drink of lemon balm tea. So please share the stream. Reminds when they went to the gallery on Heartbeat. Do you remember the gallery? Tony Hart, not the one with Nick from EastEnders. Heartbeat. Old school. Just get our heads into it now, you know. Right, get rid of Ravi Shankar there. See who's in the comments. Shall we? Good day, sir. Leon's about. Zan Richards called the river in Dorset has been declared ecologically dead. Wild that in it, man. Leon's saying they've promised to reduce poop in rivers by 35% by 2030, but it's increased by 1,000% in a few years. Mad, isn't it? We might as well click this um, straight into the mix. This is Damien Green. So hold on a minute. We'll see if this is in the stream. I'll put it in. That's what I'll do. This is Damien Green, Conservative MP. I remember as a child in South Wales swimming in sewage, he reckons. In the local elections, um, it, not particularly where I am, but I don't have a coastline. But but yeah, no, it's a problem. I'm not I'm not absolutely not denying that it, it, it is a big issue. But, but it always has been. It's interesting. I mean, I remember as a child in South Wales. Uh, swimming in sewage? Swimming in sewage, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jackson's Bay in Barry uh, used to be you know, a sewage outlet where we all went and paddled and swam. And it was sort of regarded right. as acceptable. Of course it wasn't acceptable. But, but, but Correct, that's even well, one of the biggest, Listen, even one of the biggest liars in the country, Jonathan Ashworth, the Labour guy, whose wife... Apparently, we're not even meant to mention for reasons. Have a look and see who Jonathan Ashworth's wife is. Anyway, back to Damien Green, or Damien Brown, shall we call him that, likes to swim in the Shizer. I think I might be able to get around it by using German. If you'd like to support our work, go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily if you want to make a one-off Donation to our work. Link in description for PayPal. Dank wel hashtublieft. We're going to the Dutch now because that's what we do. Please share the stream, my friends. Aye. So Tory MPs are saying they used to like do full-on swallow dives like 
into the Shizer. It's four minutes four. Why we shouldn't have done this from the off? I blame Lizanne Richards Cole for um, mentioning the Shizer. Will we get round the AI algorithm? Who knows? Does it speak German? Probably. I for one welcome. The, the, the AI overlords might clean the rivers up. I mean, there can't be any worse than Damien Green, who claims he used to be diving in there, gobbling off a Barry Bay trout and just generally not giving two flying figs, four minutes 34, for any kind of morality and truth. I'm going to tell you a story, right? Like last summer I was in um, Northumberland. I met Danny H, who was the producer on the old show. And uh, we had a nice old time of what was like going walking together. So we went walking up um, where the confluence of the North and the South Tyne meet. Um, it's up past, where is it again? Acom, um, not far from Hexham. Strange enough, where Zeb's from. Zeb was born in, on a farm in Acom. Big up Acom. We're five minutes seven. Shit. So basically, we went walking, me and Dan, up to the confluence of the Tyne at Acom, where the North and the South and the Tyne meet. And we were like, oh, man, look at this. There was this weird, like, foamy effluent and just brown, hot up. And he was like, aye, I've been letting off the sewage. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding you. We walked 50 meters round the bend of the river. There's people pulled up with deck chairs, families. It was a lovely hot day. Kids jumping in and out. I'm just like, this is really happening, isn't it? And he went, aye. And apparently, I mean, I read this last week. There was only two waterways in England up until last week where it was marked, it was safe to swim. Um, and last week they both put no swimming signs up. So as it stands, for the last best of my knowledge, there's nowhere safe to swim in, in England and Wales. Nowhere. Mad, isn't it? It is also mad how the Labour Party don't have this like massive, like, majority like are just like constantly chipped away because starmer's such a dick imagine being that level of dickhead that your opposition are literally pouring shit into the rivers and doing nothing about it but yet you're still not smashing it i mean that local election result based on the um current scenario in the country for labor was a disgrace and that trump it is some kind of big win it was a big win for the Greens, let me tell you, because it convinced people, myself included, that they can actually go on and gain momentum and win. And why wouldn't they when the rivers are literally full of excrement? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the, the, the country's a joke, man. Obviously. But what are you going to do? Soz, bay, Soz, mate. Soz. I hope you've... Uh, I hope you're walking properly after your weekend last week. So as <laughs> Leon saying, great that his childhood swimming in turds inspired his career choices. True story, my friend. True story. Lizanne is also saying we could use Dutch, which is missed. Is it, is it really? I didn't know that. Like James Simmons and Hollywood in the house. I've let the T-shirt side down, plain white tea today. Uh, running through fields of wheat. Shagging pigs and swimming in excrement. The nostalgic lives of the Tory youth. <laughs> nice. Loving your comments there, chaps. Happy days. Um, just bear with us. I just need a quick drink to dry throughout morning. Like sandpaper. Hopefully it's nothing too untoward because I'm not fixing to die. Anyway, 
I want to big use up, but also self-aggrandize because we've been working mad hard and the rewards are starting to creep through. So, shouts to people in France. We have charted at number in the top 100 there, which I'm happy about, as I'm from Gateshead. We barely speak English, so I have all the respect in the world from anyone who from France who can understand me. Chapeau. Um, probably pronounced that wrong, but that's me trying to do a Del Boy Trotter Gateshead France voice. Chapeau, Radoni. Um, apparently, Christian Roberts says this. There was a load of milk the cow stickers on the lamppost around three of the major train stations in Paris and down around Lyon and Dijon. No idea how they got there, mind. I replied, anyway, that's Raj. On reflection, I think Christian might be a vandal. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, got signed up this new thing called Chartable, and it does all the proper charts and whatever, and industry charts or whatever. So this is the first one we got through, apparently with the 66th biggest government podcast in the world. As you can see, we're above NBC News's Article 2, Inside Impeachment and fucking all this other stuff, um, which is really appreciated. Thank you for the support. Um, I worked some stuff out, right? So there's over 5 million podcasts with over 70 million episodes between them as of this year. Um, so that's the latest stats. So I worked it out. Um, we were in all categories. We're seven. We're the seven thousand seven hundred thirty-third biggest podcast in the world. So that works out as zero point five four six six percent of five million. So we're in the top zero point one five percent of all of the world's podcasts in all categories. Fantastic, and rightly fucking so. By the way. <laughs> But you thought I was going to be humble there. Bollocks. We tell the truth. It should be higher. Much higher. So how are we going to do it? I don't know. But we'll try. I'm at full capacity. I'm doing most of this myself. So anyway, these are for context who were above. This will please all conspiracy theorists, World Economics Forums, Great Reset Podcast at 119, where it's 66. Get back in your box, Wef, you horrible rotters. Fuck Klaus Schwab. Not for singular reasons, just fuck the entire establishment. Um, Oz Katterich, lie repeater, uh, which makes centrist dads go weak at the knees. Corbynism, the post-mortem. It should be Corbynism. How can I lie to my audience of sycophants? I'm buzzing. We're above him. I absolutely don't know if you know who he is. But if you if you do, you'll understand why I think that's a belter. Also, you'll have heard of Bloomberg, um, uh, thirty places below it in the world. Ha! Fucking get it get it up, yes. Why am I self aggrandizing? Well, it's not just that. It's 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 a thanks to all the people all around the world who've made that happen because that's a global chart. Um, mad, mad. And what I really like about it as well when we did this the first time around, right? It was very different to promote things. You would like kind of post things online and you would find an audience if it was good and the old show was good. There's no getting away from that. It was a it was a good laugh. And um <coughs> excuse me. And um there was I don't know how many less podcasts, but millions less. So now as well, you've got to know like SEO and all kinds for people to even see it. So I've been learning that recently. So it's kind of went hand in hand with learning these new skills and that then being seen by more people and 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 so it's a bit of a mad one and, and i'm buzzing that um we're doing well in france because the french are killing it at the minute man they're just like flying the flag for 
the world of righteousness um, and they're not taking no shit from their, their, their government. So if you're in France, I don't know how you understand what I'm saying. I'm from the heed, but big up yourself and, and welcome. Also, we charted in Poland this morning, which was funny. I found that hilarious. Hello, Poland. <laughs> so um, things are popping off nicely, which is cool. On the audio side, um, video side is is starting to wake the algorithm as well. And we're not very many hours away from being monetized. I think it's like 180 or something, which is cool because we've had to get all those back. Um, this is the goal, though. Um, iHeart podcast, massive podcast network or just radio network them. Um, if you know the Breakfast Club, the iHeart Radio, they do that Breakfast Club. Like, what's he called again? Um, not Napoleon, man. What? It's not Machiavelli. Charlemagne the God. There you go. Bloody hell. Charlemagne the God, his show. So anyway, on the screen, you and me both with Hillary Clinton. Are you honestly telling me that she's allowed to be above us? We've got to fix this because, like, look, I think this is one thing that everybody can coalesce around. People on all political sides will not want her to succeed. So let's get past Shillery Clinton in the charts. You know it makes sense. Anyway, moving swiftly through into COVID, um, just off things I've been speaking with people about recently, I figure that a lot of people don't actually know what is going on. So I thought I'd read this out. So COVID is still a dandelion virus. The main way COVID spreads is by people breathing it out into the air where it floats like smoke until somebody breathes it in. Um, it's a delayed effect virus. COVID is not just dangerous when you're first infected, but for weeks and months, even after mild infections, even if you're vaccinated, uh, it's a do over virus. COVID won't just take one shot at you. Even if, it's, if your first infection was mild, the next might not be. Um, mild in inverted commas. Why am I reading out what should seem obvious? But a lot of people don't know. Or they've blocked it out, or it's part of that great forgetting thing. Crazy man. I mean, I've been telling friends about this stuff. Well, one of them was last December, <clears throat> and they were claiming they never first had heard. And that was like, that's not a dig at them. I mean, I just told us that, like, you know, you could be telling anybody and it's just going over their heads because a lot of people um, have developed mental health issues as a result of that experience. I would say a hell of a lot more than are letting on. And when people do that, the brain does tend to do like a whole sort of flight thing where it just kind of evolves past it, moves past it. It's not real, though, because like, you know, trauma can't just be buried it's going to come out in other ways and i think we see that in this rebound effect in people's behaviors that we talk about where people are just wild um but you know this is what we've got to deal with the world that we're in um a lot of people don't want to but here we are dealing with it so um to at one good turn on twitter some viruses harm the active defenses of the body by affecting the cells that constitute the immune system COVID does both. It causes tissue damage, organ damage, nerve damage, cell damage, and blood vessel damage. It's amazing the amount of people who don't get this. I mean, we're seeing this stuff, um, that article was spoke about yesterday, about now 2.5 million working age people being on the sick. And they're talking about, oh, it's homework and because of the, like, the back pain and all this. 
think about what it does. It causes tissue damage. Sometimes it can be like these mild infections, so-called, can be close together and asymptomatic. So it can delay the, the impact on it by a few months, we've, we've found out. And then it presents as something seemingly unconnected. 2.5 million people and they mentioned COVID once in the last line of the article. You cannot tell me after everything that we've been through, right, um, that you can just pull, pull the curtain down. I mean, Talia Larvin on Twitter, me in 2020, wow, there's a really a shortage of books and memoirs and reported experiences about the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. I wonder why. Me in 2023. So we all just memory hold COVID and never going to talk about that whole thing again, huh? Seems so, doesn't it? Not us, though, because I'm not giving away my wicket cheaply. Simple as that. That's not happening. I'm going to do everything that I can to stay alive, even if it's just to see the destruction of the world because we're alive at this time. And why not? Why not see the madness? Why not be around to experience the crazy? So if that is the bottom of how bad this can get and we do all of that together, stick around, man. Check this out. But we might just have a chance of figuring this out. Um, if we talk about this and other things like climate change without fear or favor, so we'll just keep turning up every day and I'll just keep getting slated off me pals and other people for pulling off the elastoplast, elastoplast, that's what living with a posh person is. I say, I'm going to start saying bath next. You know, when I say bath instead of bath, it's over. I'm leaving her. She didn't watch this shit anyway. She'll never know. TikTok, TikTok, motherfucker. <laughs> I hope she never sees this. Anyway, check this, man. Mail online. If you can't afford a cheese sandwich, don't make a cheese sandwich. Ex-Tory minister and reform party backer and ghoul and Whittacombe says Britons don't have a right to cheap food amid probe at a supermarket profiteering. Where do we start? Shut up, you old cunt. How about that? People are too respectful of these people when they're literally telling people that they can work, but they're not allowed to afford a cheese sandwich. The majority of people on benefits are in work. This mug, Whittacombe, has the gall to talk about this stuff when she hasn't got a Scooby-Doo about the life. In fact, she probably does have a Scooby-Doo about the lives of people living in poverty, and she just doesn't care. Like, that's what we're dealing with. Let us make no mistakes. They have waged the culture war while saying it's us that started it, when they've framed fighting for like social justice and, and reasonable decency for people's lives as woke. So anything they don't like is woke. So what do you call this? Ripping away the cheese sandwich, man. Like literally people are down to a cheese sandwich, maybe even a dairy lee slice between some like proper bleached out savers white bread. Very little nutritional value. If you can't afford a cheese sandwich, don't make a cheese sandwich. So what then, you fucking idiot? Like, what then? Dying in the streets. You'd probably kick off about the fucking smell, you daft twat. Like, that's the fucking psycho... <laughs> They're just psycho, though, aren't they? They're, like, absolutely psycho. It's like, oh, well, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. And it's pure ideology. Yet these are the ones pointing the fingers at us, saying we're the fucking ideological cult. Mad. Talk about the ultimate form of projection. I mean, honestly, I, I hope she starves to death. 
like saying shit like that. We've got to stop being respectful about these people, man. Just no more. Give respect, get respect at all times. She needs to fuck off. So anyway, comments. Say bon, sir. Say bon. David Teedsdale in the house. Morning, sir. Morning. Diane Drew in the house. People share. Please do. One Crofter. Nice to see a new name there. Well deserved. I assume you're referring to the chart. I agree. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna. This is my new style. I know we're good, aren't we? Nah, it's not. It's like I mean, not is at the same time. I mean, like both of those things. And I don't think we should shy away from like reward being rewarded for the work that we're doing by chart positions and everything else. We put like a lot of value in the world, and I'm really chuffed that that's proliferating, and we're finding the others once again. It's intensely pleasing um, because, you know, if you've been here a long time, you'll, you'll know how hard I've worked, not just on this, but to get to a point where I get on the starting line to start doing this. Um, long COVID and shingles and everything else that I've been through. So I'm absolutely loving it right now just because I'm healthy, man, you know. So thank you, One Crofter. Very, very much appreciated. Bob Gray in the house. Nice to see you, man. We're a step away from workhouses. The government just needs to find a, a pal to run them. I don't think there'll be a shortage of their pals to run such things, sir. And um, again, even if we just get to just like hang out and just experience the madness together, then that's indeed what we'll do. So anyway, let's have a look at Big Francis and Garnu because this is just a beautiful story and I love this guy. But before we do, I'm just going to pop a little bit of these tunes in because my throat, man, wow, it's a dry time. This one's called Daydreaming. Enjoy. back in the house I like the scooter how he's doing that was a nice drink loved it take a comment from Carlos before I move on late on here good morning good morning sir cheese sandwiches this is squarely targeted at poor people blaming even poor people for their own poverty following on from a 30 pence scab and various others lifted directly from the patronizing and then 19th century blame the poor for their own poverty fascism it's sociopathic inhumanity a perfect precy my friend indeed Paul Smith is saying we need to disrespect these right-wing sociopaths as they're out of touch ordinary people. They start the culture war. Indeed, Paul, and nice to see you here, sir. And they all have addresses. We often forget this, and they're just people. Like, look, at the end of the day, there's enough raj people out in society, and it's by no means saying that people should go and do anything whatsoever. And as we've seen with, um, you know, there's MPs being killed. I think they're so out of touch that even after those deaths, I feel to realize there's some crazy people out there but also, not just that, there's some people who are just, they've got nought left to lose. Somehow I survived this winter and they're pissed. Like, again, this summer, who knows what's going to happen? Who bloody knows? But again, fuck all this, like, 
these people are like like ripping a cheese sandwich out of like people living in poverty's hands. Us. It's not an abstract. We're talking about us. You listening to this, me, we're all in poverty now. You know? Everybody got dragged into this shit, man. Most people are already living their life on Chucky as it is. And they're not admitting to it because they're bovril barroning around. But they've been dragged into the absolute clots now. And we completely warned them about it for years. And now we're allowed to laugh at that as well. So James is saying she supported gay conversion therapy, Whittacombe, and also backed chaining pregnant prisoners, Whittacombe. I think Whittacombe is unhinged and says things to get airtime. She's the female Farage, must have swallowed too much poop while swimming and killed off some brain cells. She really does need to get fucked, doesn't she? Like, I was like thinking really unkind thoughts, like when I was walking the dog this morning, <laughs> which uh, shouldn't be on here. But this should. One million cancelled broadband as living cost rise, says the BBC. The peerless JRC 1921 on Twitter says that broadband communism might have been useful. Once again, right again. Right, what does that mean? One million people. Well, in Whittacombe's lens, that's like, well, if you can't afford the internet, don't use the internet. What that means in reality is a whole swathe of society has been pulled backwards and disadvantaged hugely. Think of it like this. The abacus to Google, Google to chat GPT. We're on the cusp of this big internet revolution. And people who can't be part of that because they've had to cancel broadband because they can't afford it are going to be left even further behind economically and also socially disadvantaged because most people run their social life through that. So what's that going to do? Exacerbate loneliness even more um, economically, but also socially. We have to intervene. Broadband is is a right. Like if everything or most things are going to be like farmed off to the internet, then it needs to be a right, just as the 2019-2017 Labour manifestos said so. So once again, reality meets ideology. And also, just take it away from um, the individual. From a societal perspective, it's not sustainable to have that many people. Think about what that means like when they're having to do um, job searches and things like that. Because it used to be, well, go to the library then. There's a library. Well, there's no library now and there's no computer to use for most people. And if there are, they're run by volunteers because the Tories cut all that as well. So, <laughs> you, you know, are they re- do they really have the capacity for all of these people who can't use the internet? It's an absolute clusterfuck. And in 2023, for people in uh, advanced industrial society to not have access to the internet is just absolutely ridiculous man stupid madness another thing i just wanted to point out right we never talk about the war and the real reason that we don't talk about the war is one you put a foot wrong with fucking guidelines then you're fucked it's literally in red in the guidelines on social media but two Like we generally find out like the the truth of things when things are all said and done, but this arsehole here, Giva Hofstad, like held up as some kind of like fucking belter by like shit libs all over the place. He's saying, picture of a fighter jet, fighter jets for Ukraine are the game changer. Full support of Sunak and Ruta, Ruta is the Dutch prime minister for taking the lead. And I've replied, will you be flying one yourself, Guy? Absolute piss take this mob, like. 
like the EU was supposed to be built on peace and security. And yes, we can have all of the backflips around this, that, and the third around, well, if we don't fund this, then that, and whatever, and blah, blah, blah. Listen, the only people, to my, to my knowledge, calling for peace are the likes of Mick Wallace and Claire Daly in the European Parliament. What we want to be seeing for an organization founded on peace and security is to like basically try and broker some peace talks. That's all I have to say about this. It's a fucking joke. Get in and fly it yourself, you twat. Look at this arsehole man waggling his dick. Because that's all this is. He hasn't had a fight in his life, this fucking divvy. And that's how it usually goes. It's people like you and I who go and fight these wars. It's not Giva Hofstad. He'll be sitting there banging his pots and pans on his fucking doorstep, hiding in his house. They, they, they know not what they speak of. Fuck that guy. And fuck everybody who's calling for more war, man. And also fuck Putin, because you have to put that on the end as well. Fuck the entire lot of them. That's what this place is here now. Fuck them all. All of them. They're not there for us. They're all of them leverage nationalism, flag-waving, and appeals to emotion, and pointing at the other so we'll be scared of fellow human beings. And I'm not buying it, and I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be scared of like Russian people. I'm not going to be scared of anybody. I'm not going to be scared of like fucking talking to people. And I'm not going to be scared because I'm told to, especially that. Mad. People like bleed the same and we'll fucking find out about it if we don't check the Giva Hofstads and others of this world. What needs to happen is the whole lot of them need to get around the table and sort this out. Because... To my mind, actually, I'm not getting sucked into this. We'll do war content when the war's fucking done. I'm not. I'm just not doing it because it's, it'll drive us insane. All I'll say is, when we protested against the Afghanistan war, we protested against the actions of NATO, and the exact same thing happens here in terms of uh, Putin. Protest against that too. They're just warmongering assholes. The fucking lot of them. They should be made to fight each other, not us fighting for them. Arseholes, man. Complete shitbags. Get fucked. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> check the oh nah, I can't show that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so anyway, follow up, positivity. Caroline Lucas. Um quick one for people who don't know. Um, did a show with Zach from the Green Party deputy leader last week reached out the day after about the long COVID stuff, um, sent some evidence um, aided and abetted by Lisa Diaz from Safe Education for All to Zach, which was then passed to Caroline. Caroline says this, truly shocking session of the old party parliamentary group on coronavirus, hearing from experts on long COVID. It's a national scandal that government isn't doing more to fund research, promote prevention, e.g. via ventilation in public spaces. And better public health messaging, she tags in long COVID kids or the long COVID organizations. Listen, you can't say fair on that, can you? Because like literally everything that we said on here, they've responded to and done and also put out a public statement in support of everything that we're looking to do. So gang, gang, I'm not endorsing another politician. I'm not doing it. No more. But Jesus, the Greens are killing it forward right now. Like, know what I mean? Can't say fair on that, can you? So what I would say is 
and you can do whatever the hell you want. Next available opportunity, I shall be voting for the Green Party. And um, we'll just see how things develop and, and go. And um, I'll certainly, you know, if you want to do that, you do that. I just do not want this to be like, right, I'm doing this now. So we've all got to do It's just not that kind of thing, man. Like never has been, never will be. Same with the Corbyn thing. I was like, I'm doing this and you do you. So I'm doing this, you do you. I just think the Green Party as it stands are the most viable electoral vehicle and we could actually see more than one MP now under first past the post. And imagine having them in when there could be a chance of some kind of mad proportional representation deal. There's a lot there. There's, there's, there's actually a sniff of hope and I've been waiting for it. So I'm keeping it at arm's length because I have to. But at the same time, thank you. Thank you for hearing people who certainly are clinically extremely vulnerable and actually going to bat for... Because this is what a party of the left should do, exactly what they have done. It should go to bat for the people who are overlooked, who are downtrodden, who have been projected upon, and that's clinically extremely vulnerable people. It's not just a canary in the coal mine, but it's an elephant in the room that people do not want to fucking talk about. And I just refuse, and I know you do too, I refuse to just like forget about people, like get fucked. When I came back from my time ill, one of the first things I wrote about, one of the first shows we made was about this. And honestly, some of the people, I hope you're ashamed of yourself now. I hope you are, really. Fuck this, this is where new style. Everything evidence-based and you, I just don't understand how people can just think that it's just completely fine to forget about people. You wouldn't forget about bloody Dre, would you? No, not easy. James Simpson Hollywood's come with the five green hearts, five green stars. VL, nice to see you, pal. New name for over there, purple heart and a cow. Loving that. James is saying, Jeremy Corbyn wanted free broadband and was labeled a communist. In this period of time, internet is a requirement like gas, electric, and water. Indeed, it should be utility available to all. You can't fill in government forms without internet, apply for jobs. Most banks are moving to online services. My local bank is now closed on the weekends and everything's expected to be sorted online. A perfect assessment. Once again, sir, absolutely and completely cuts people out of society, which, you know, that's just morally reprehensible, particularly when um, a lot of people are stuck in the hoose. Imagine having to cancel your broadband and you're clinically extremely vulnerable and you're stuck in the hoose. How are you going to order your online shopping? Going to the shop, aren't you? No, that is not an acceptable society. Hell to the no. Hell to the no, no, no. Right, just a quick one on Francis and Garnu, bit of hope to leave it with. Um, don't know if you know about Big Francis, but Adi, and I love what he's doing here, and I explain the detail after I played this video. Guan Francis' son, possibly my hero. The reason why I signed with the PFA is because of their willing to develop this, but most importantly in Africa. We are going to develop talent in Africa, help them to have proper training, to access right infrastructure.
we can also give them a platform to fight and also provide for their own family. I stand for my people, for my community, I fight for them. And to get something like this to bring back home is like a huge accomplishment. Get up, Francis, son. Right, context. Like, this is... Sorry, I took myself out there rather than big Francis. We'll leave Francis there, though. This is one of the, not just one of the biggest humanitarian things going, right? It's also just the ballsiest shit ever. Francis Ngannou is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world in MMA, right? The UFC is put up as like the top division. And he left as champion, right? Which pissed off one of the worst people in the world, Dana White, who's the president of the UFC. Horror bag he is. And they're always stitching up fighters like some of the fighters right this is a bit it's sold for 4.65 billion right it's worth much more now the ufc their fighters when they first get signed are on 12 and 12 that's twelve thousand dollars to show and twelve thousand if you win right and you've got to pay for your training camps and your coaches out of that right so that like basically so many of these fighters are on the bread line completely but also the ufc have stopped them taking outside sponsors costing them like tens of thousands of dollars because they've signed deals it was originally originally with reebok but now it's with um a kit manufacturer called venom which is more focused on mma so francis seeing all of this big francis like refused to sign a deal which he was offered by them which would have guaranteed him 20 something million dollars the biggest deal a ufc heavyweight has ever signed and he's took his time and he's left and he signed for a um relatively new organization franchise called the pfl the uh, professional fighters league for people who know um mma in europe dan hardy He's the coordinator for Europe. Well, they've took Francis as the coordinator for Africa to start PFL Africa. Um, and within that, it's um, a lot about like growing the sport there. The UFC are going to do it, but they've been caught behind by what Francis has done, but also by COVID. So it's, that's stopped them doing it. So Francis being the face of the sport is going to be doing that, but also there'll be much more... more um, like better paying conditions for fight as a result of it. But get this too. Francis has put it into the contract that his opponent is guaranteed 2 million to fight him, right? Like previous to that, it would be 10% of that or less in the UFC. Maybe he's more for a title fight, but leading up to it, they're not making big cash. For context, like Deontay Wilder, who's like probably one of the best sort of heavy, heavyweights in terms of like what knockout punch ever is probably making 20 mil a fight 10 mil 15 mil you see where that where this is dana white and the rest of them are robbing these fighters blind so francis has come along and done all that and for me just what a hopeful and wonderful thing man um francis himself is a refugee and he fled um abject poverty and came up the migrant routes and up over um, in a boat into Europe, into Southern Europe, and then headed towards France because his dream was to be a boxer. 
So within this deal, he's signed with the PFL. It's not just exclusive to MMA, which is what it would be in the UFC. You can also um, be a boxer. And he's done all this himself without any agents and anything like that. And this was a man who not long ago couldn't even speak English. I mean, if people want to talk about like refugees and asylum seekers, show them Francis Ngannou. What an inspirational man. And I wanted to leave you with that because Francis Ngannou is one of my favorite people, never mind fighters, man. Absolutely beautiful thing. Leon saying you should do a longer segment on his life story before MMA. I might do actually, um, I might do, we used to do a um, podcast called Sometimes I Just Like Hitting Things and it was about martial arts. Um, might, might do some more MMA or fighting stuff, I don't know. Um, I just wanted to mention it's part of this show though because um, just people look at fighting as just like all thugs and Francis is far from that even though he could knock out most men on earth. Um, I just respect that so much. He could have like took the 20-odd million and just like nobody would have said a thing, but he hasn't. He walked away and didn't know what was going to happen and he's guaranteed, he's guaranteed two million a fight as well which is less than you get pay-per-view points and he's also got equity in the company as well and that hasn't happened since um certainly not in fighting but it hasn't happened since michael jordan um got equity because his name was going to be on nike shoes and do you know how that happened jordan wasn't savvy enough it was his mother who right at the last went now we want a percentage of each one and if that had done that jordan wouldn't be like a billionaire whatever now so this for me is like i'm definitely going to start watching the pfl because it's like how I started watching Gateshead, I think it's just a more ethical choice. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's like the Premier League. I'll stop watching the UFC. I don't know. Over time, it'll probably may happen. I, I just hope it goes that way because the pain condition side of things is disgraceful and fighting and they're risking their lives, literally. So big up Francis and Garnu, man. Leon saying he walked across the Sonan Desert five times before actually getting into France pro proper. It's Marty's story, isn't it? Properly mad. But anyway, that's all we've got time for today. Um, if you would like to support our work, please go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Link in the description for PayPal if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work. Quick scrappy update. We've got him back. Um, he's, not, he's too weak for the acupuncture, sadly. And um, his bones are a bit brittle. So we're changing focus. I'm buying him one of them wheelchair things that I can strap on him. And also this thing called a drag bag where he's not going to scrape up his legs. It's just his front works. We're hoping that the vet is doing some kind of like holistic um, treatment on it as well, where it's like herbs and things like that, which... We're not sure if the legs thing is because he's got a urinary tract infection or it's because, you know, we've discovered that he's got like a crumbling spine and it's that. So we've got to try these herbs and then hopefully you'll be able to stand and we'll try that. So it's a process and we're not out of the woods yet. And if you don't mind, I'm not going to be giving an update every day because it's not going as smooth as we might have liked. And I don't want to just be upset myself. It's this is my job and I've got to keep going, you know. Um, but trust us, we're going to be as you would imagine, doing absolutely everything we can for the lad. Um, and as I said, I hope we can get him through summer pain-free so he can come come in the rivers with her and just generally um, do some nice things. Not shit rivers. These ones will be in France. So um, 
they set the bins on fire there for much less than polluting rivers. So I think we'll be safe there. We don't need to look online. We'll be fine. There's a bin on fire over there. That river is crystal clear. Anyway, I'm certainly not calling for rioting. That would be well against everything. Anyway, we'll be back on Monday because I'm just going to focus on Scrappy's back home now. My partner's um, got a lot of work on and I've got a bit of work on with some other things that I do. So um, Monday, and thank you for making us the 66th biggest po- podcast of what kind in the world, in the world. Me ma was buzzing. Cheers, everybody. Made an old woman happy and a middle-aged man proud. Bye. Bye.